Hi, this is Matt. And Abby. And you're listening to a podcast from The Scientist. Microbes. The little guys. Welcome to another podcast on a featured microbe. Today we stretch the boundaries of what a microbe is per se, and visit probably the most famous eukaryotic cells in existence. HeLa cells. Now to call a human cell a microbe is incorrect, because they are not naturally found free-living outside the body. And human cells cannot grow and divide indefinitely in culture. But HeLa cells are immortal. Fed a continuous supply of nutrients, they will grow in culture forever. HeLa cells are epidermal cells, which are the outermost layer of skin cells. And HeLa cells originate from a carcinoma of epidermal cells of the cervix. This is a very serious podcast, and we hope to shed some light for our listeners on the origins of the HeLa cell line. Now, at a university, the presence of cultures of bacteria in the teaching of microbiology is ubiquitous. However, human cell lines were impossible to grow in culture until HeLa. These cells can now be found in most universities and research labs worldwide. This podcast will not do those involved justice if the story of the origins of the HeLa cell line was not told. To begin, we have to travel to Johns Hopkins Hospital, Baltimore, Maryland, United States of America. It was January 29, 1951, and Henrietta Lacks, a 30-year-old African-American woman, walked into the gynecology clinic and told the receptionist, I got a knot in my womb. Henrietta initially saw Howard Jones, and upon examination, Jones found a lump in her cervix that Henrietta had described. Jones noted that Henrietta had given birth September the year prior and had no abnormalities at the time of delivery, nor at the six-week follow-up exam. The interesting part about the short series of events is that if the lump was not detected post-delivery or after the six-weeks checkup, that the growth of the lump would have been at an astonishing rate. Upon the return of the biopsy that Dr Jones took, it was found that the tumour was malignant meaning that the tumour had the ability to invade and destroy the surrounding tissues. Dr. Jones insisted that his boss, Richard Talind, carry out the surgery. The surgery on Henry Edda's tumour utilised radium to kill the cancer tissue and was carried out by both Dr. Lawrence Walton Jr. and Dr. Richard Talind. Now, we shall let our listeners be the judge and we shall simply tell you what happened next. During the surgery... Dr. Wharton took another biopsy, unrelated to her treatment, of both healthy and cancerous cervical tissue and sent it to Dr. George Guy, unbeknown to Henrietta. Dr. Guy had been attempting for the last three decades to culture malignant cells outside the body in media with no success, in the hope of discovering the first immortal human cells that did not die in culture but continuously proliferated, providing they were given the required nutrients. So Guy received the biopsy of the cervical tissue sent from Dr. Wharton and got one of his lab assistants, by the name of Mary, to attempt to grow these cells in culture. At this point in time, attempting to grow human cells in culture was at the frontier of medical microbiology. The type of media required to grow human cells in culture was still unknown, and was largely guesswork. 
In addition to keeping the media sterile and free from any bacterial microbes, was a tall order, as they divide approximately every 20 minutes to an hour, as opposed to human cells, which is once every 24 hours. Now came a defining moment for medical microbiology. Mary sliced up the biopsy of the cervical tissue and placed it into test tubes containing chicken blood clots and culture media and sealed the tube with a rubber plug and labelled the tube HELA after the first two letters of Henrietta Lacks' first and last names. These tubes were then placed inside the incubator room. Two days later, Mary went back to the incubator room and looked at the cells and saw that they were not merely surviving, but proliferating, growing. Meanwhile, whilst the HeLa cells were growing in Dr. Guy's lab, Henrietta's condition deteriorated. She was readmitted to the hospital and complained of pain on both sides of her abdomen. She was sent away by the doctors as they wrote, No evidence of reoccurrence. Return in one month. Henrietta was still in pain, and one day her husband, Daylax, took her back to Hopkins Hospital for x-rays. It turned out that her tumour had spread, and then there were four secondary tumours, one on her uterus, her urethra, and one on each of her kidneys that caused her severe pain. Eventually, after an extremely short battle with cancer, and her body riddled with more tumours, Henrietta died on the 4th of October 1951, at the young age of 31. Henrietta's family were not aware of the cells growing in culture until 1973 and did not receive payments for the cells that were sold around the world, which is astonishing considering that the Lacks family could not afford to see a doctor unless it was a life-threatening situation. HeLa cells were pivotal to the studies of the polio virus and the development of the polio vaccine by William Scherer and Jerome Severton, published in 1953. They were also used to map the human genes and have even been in space. HeLa cells continue to be grown today for research purposes. To quote the book from Rebecca Slutz entitled The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, If you could pile all HeLa cells onto a scale, they'd weigh more than 50 million metric tonnes. To put it another way, there are many more of Henrietta's cells now than when she was alive. The podcast today would not be possible without the research and tireless pursuit of Henrietta's story by Rebecca Sloot. The reference for today's podcast is the book The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by Rebecca. This extremely well-researched book is recommended for further reading on this topic as it tells Henrietta's story. If you want to check out the scientists' podcasts, you can go to www.facebook.com forward slash microbes the little guys. On behalf of all of us here at The Scientist, we say thank you to Henrietta Lacks and her contribution to modern medicine. So please remember Henrietta Lacks the next time you are using HeLa cells. And if someone asks you about HeLa cells... Pass on her story, so that the story of the origin of the first immortal human cell line is not lost, but lives on with her cells.